What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The Chicago Bulls' current magic number just sits at one, meaning the Bulls just need one more victory to lock in a playing spot. And considering the Bulls face the Atlanta Hawks tonight, a team that also sits above them in the standings, if the Bulls can get that one victory tonight, not only will they lock in a playing spot, they also move up the standings. We're going to talk about how important that is for the Chicago Bulls and the end of the season. We're also going to talk about Zach Levine almost owning all the Chicago Bulls three-point records and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Right off the top, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod. But let's go ahead and get into it. The Chicago Bulls face the Atlanta Hawks tonight, a familiar foe that we've lost some close games to, uh, well, a close game on, on a last second buzzer beater. And this is a team that matches up well with the Chicago Bulls. Now, in this game, Trey Young is currently listed as questionable. Hunter is out. The Bulls have a clean injury report for the second game in a row, so thank God on that. But the Bulls are going to have to come in locked in defensively and to and get rebounds. They're going to have to play that solid defensive effort that we know that the Bulls can do. And if the Bulls can match that second-half defensive effort that they gave against the Memphis Grizzlies, that's going to go a long way in the Bulls possibly winning this game. Now, don't want to overlook anything and any opponent in this season. The Bulls' keys have been what they've always been. Defense, rebounding, and how you defend the three-point shot, especially against a team like the Atlanta Hawks um, that have gotten hot against you from three in times before. If Trey Young does play, of course, you want to watch him from three. Do you also have Bodon Bogdanovich, who also has killed you at times? And then don't overlook Sadiq Bey either, because Sadiq Bey has played pretty well against the Bulls over the course of his NBA career. But then, then also, how you match up on the front court. Clint Capella and what he does and how Nikola Vucevic plays against him is going to be keyly important as well. And while John Collins hasn't really ever matched the season that he had before he signed his contract, you don't want to overlook him either. He's only averaging 13 points and a, and a six and a half rebounds on the season, but this is absolutely guy that can go off at times, and you don't want to overlook him either. Now, considering that we know pretty much head coach Billy Donovan is probably going to roll with that small ball lineup again, starting Alice Caruso at the power forward, it's going to be interesting to see how the lineups match up. This is going to probably be another game in which Patrick Williams may not start, but he has the chance to earn minutes as the game goes along with the, the brand and style of defense he plays when he's out there, how active, how aggressive he is. Um, those are the t type of things to look out for in this game as well. And as far as the Chicago Bulls offense, one of the key things that I'm going to look for is Nikola Vucevic versus Clint Capella, just because how that matchup goes, if Vooch does score well against C Capella, it really does change the, uh, the way that the Bulls are going to run their offense. Now, if Vooch cannot get it going scoring-wise against Capella, then yeah, he still needs to rebound the ball. We still need to see those things. We still need to see him active defensively as well, but that does put more scoring pressure on Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and I'm going to go ahead and mention Kobe White in this as well. I've not mentioned Kobe White as one of the biggest scoring threats for the Bulls for the most part of the season, but the way that he's been playing since the All-Star break, and especially in the last three or four games, you do not want to overlook what uh, Kobe White getting hot 
um, in the game can do. But outside of that, we know Kobe White is going to find ways to impact the game defensively as well. And when you look at the guards of the Atlanta Hawks, that's also going to be something that's important. And if Trey Young does play in this game, the defense that um, that Pat Bev, Io, Kobe White, uh, Alice Caruso all play if they're if they're if they're matched up against him is going to be keenly important as well for the Bulls in this game. But Dejounte Murray, right? This is a player that I don't want to overlook at all because. You, 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 yeah, while he's averaging 20 points per game on the season, he's averaging six uh, assists and five rebounds on the season. This is a guy who can absolutely go off and get hot, and you do not want to allow that. And if he comes in against the Chicago Bulls in two games against the Chicago Bulls so far this season, DeJounte Murray is averaging uh, 17 and a half points per game, seven assists, six rebounds a game, and he's shooting the ball um, overall 44% against the Chicago Bulls. So those numbers don't pop out at you at all, right? But you know this is going to be a matchup that's important because if the Bulls can throw DeJounte Murray off his game and keep him from be, having a big scoring impact on this game, it definitely helps the Chicago Bulls as well um, in, in this matchup. So this, this is an important game for the Bulls, right? And I don't want to overlook it um, and, and, and make it seem less than what it is. I don't also want to make it seem more than what it is. Can the Bulls still make the play? And if they lose this game tonight, absolutely. They only need one more win to lock in a play-in spot for sure. But this is a game that's important for the seeding, and we've talked about the matchups that the Bulls could face in 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 the playing tournament. And one of the probably the worst matchup for the Chicago Bulls is the Toronto Raptors. And so right now the Bulls will be slated to face the Toronto Raptors with a win over the Hawks tonight, and they still would have to play well over their last three games. Then after this game in the season, but with this win tonight, Bulls can not only lock in a playing spot for sure; they would also then jump the Atlanta Hawks in that standings, and then avoid playing the Toronto Raptors in the opening of the playing tournament. So all those things are important for the Bulls, right? And we already know the Bulls need to try to win out as best they can to end the season just to increase their odds and to also for them to only need one win in the playing tournament to move into the playoffs. So this is going to be important for the Bulls tonight to get this win over the Atlanta Hawks. And considering we're still at home, we don't travel again till we face Minnesota tomorrow. Um, not Minnesota, Milwaukee tomorrow. Um, you want to try to get this win on your home court, ride that momentum, get the crowd in the game. You want to compete in this game. You want to win this game. And so, you know, those matchups are going to be important. What we get from our role players tonight is going to be highly important as well. Does Andre Drummond step up? This is going to be a game where we probably need some of his size, his, the, his that bruising style as well. Um, and so, you know, the Bulls with this win, if they can get a win tonight, it means so much for not only locking in the playing spot, but how they move up. So, you know, with that win, they move into the ninth spot. Um, you look at Toronto, they also face the Hornets tonight. So, you know, if they can get a, if they lose again there as well, that helps the Bulls jump, jump up even further. And then even though I don't think we can catch the Miami Heat, the Heat also play the Detroit Pistons tonight. So if they can also lose, of course, that help closes the gap as well. But overall, the Bulls own their own destiny, and they have to continue to win and to play solidly to get these victories as we march towards a hopeful play-in spot and maybe even winning the play-in tournament. And, you know, that's kind of the next thing that I want to talk about is the Bulls making it out the play-in tournament, right? I know we need to still lock in the play-in spot, and I, I don't want to overlook that. We still need to win our play-in games. But, like, if the Bulls can make it out that play-in tournament, and then they give up. I know that whoever we face in the first round, it's not going to be a favorable matchup for the Bulls, but we know that the Bulls have competed against the top teams in the Eastern Conference, even though playoff basketball is different, right? We all know, we've all seen it. We've all seen the teams that have played well, fared well against certain teams, and then once the playoffs start, it looks a little bit different, right? But 
I want to I want to ask you guys this question, right? And I don't have the answers here on this, so this is just purely a question to you guys. What would have to What would the Bulls have to do to make this season overall? You look at it as, you know, maybe not as bad of a season as what it was. What it was, right? I, I struggle to call it what to make this season a successful season because I, the way that I look at it, making it out the playing tournament, and depending on how the Bulls play in that playing tournament, and then go on to play in that first round. The biggest thing that you can grow from that is learning and seeing what changes you need to make this offseason, right? I think that helps paint a better picture over what players are need to stay. And I think a player like Kobe White and how he's performing on the back half of the season definitely shows you you probably need to keep him. A player like Pat Bev, who's come into this team and really helped change the culture of this team, that unless you're going out and getting a better point guard or going out and getting a bigger name, if you use the Lonzo Ball career-ending injury exception, something like that, Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. He's also shown you almost have to bring him back just because of how how much better the players have been playing. Zach Levine, it's reminded you how much Zach Levine looks better um, when he has an actual point guard out there doing most of the ball handling. So, you know, there's a lot to be learned from the Bulls in this playing tournament. There's a lot to be learned how they play in the playoffs and who steps up as well and who you can kind of bet on, who's going to make that leap development-wise. I know we had a, play in, a playoff series last season. We won one game. And we really came into the season not really seeing many benefits from making a playing berth, all that talk of, of, of a playoff berth, all that talk of, you know, we want to get these guys some playoff experience. It really didn't help us have a better season this season. And I, 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 while I don't, while I hesitate to say that we can't learn something this season or we can't see development and growth from a playoff type atmosphere this, this, uh, this postseason play, I do want to say that it will help AK evaluate who you need to keep on this roster. I keep saying it, and I do believe, truly believe it. We are in for some wholesale changes for the Chicago Bulls this offseason. And I mean big changes coming up. And, you know, watching and monitoring the season, AK has already basically said it like this. Get the last At that point, he said 28 games are going to be an evaluation period. And so if you're evaluating the talent on this team and evaluating it to see who needs to stay around, what do you need to add to this roster to make it overall better, what, what are, what's the missing keys to this roster, we already know, right? Shooting. We need some more size. We need those things. But how you go about getting that could be told in how these players perform in the playing tournament. You have some young players you have not played this season. You haven't even gotten to evaluate Dalen Terry. Marco Simonovic, I don't even know if he's even factors into the Bulls' plans at any point anymore going forward in his career. Like, I just don't know, right? But AK, the person who is the architect of this team, when you look at how this team is competing on the back half of the season, when you look at how this team then hopefully goes on and performs in a playoff scenario, play-in scenario, whatever it ends up being, the Bulls right now sit at such an interesting place where we need drastic changes on this roster, and we don't know who is going to be the pieces that we move on from 
to kind of bring that change. Now, Vooch could force that for the Chicago Bulls by just not re-signing here. Um, also, some of the, the restricted free agents. Yeah, the Bulls have the right to match. And while the, that right to match sounds good, you can't always match every deal. So if Kobe White, for example, goes out and gets a huge contract offer from another team, you, you just you just never know. You, you, you never know. So um, AK and what he needs to do this offseason, everything else needs the remaining part of the season, no matter how far the Bulls do go, everything remains. We're in an evaluation state. And so while you hear the Kobe versus IO talk, the Patrick Williams, the Dalen Terry's, the, the DeMar DeRozan, just trade Zach Levine for the people who still want to see Zach. Zach isn't being traded, especially now that he's been playing like this on the back half of the season. But the, what do the Bulls realistically gain from a play-in berth, right? What do the Bulls gain from winning the play-in tournament, right? To me, there's no way that you could make this season a success. That's why I didn't title this segment that. But I do think that the Bulls, can be sleepers. The Bulls can be a team that makes it interesting in the first round of the playoffs if they make it out that playing tournament. When you look at the brand of defense that we've been playing, when you look at the level of heart we've been playing with, when you look at all those things that the Bulls have been doing, the Bulls can be a fun playoff team to watch. I don't know how successful that ends up being. I don't know how that turns into, can we win one game? Can we win two games? If we do win two games, do we look at that as improvement from last season, even though our record doesn't show it? But we went further, and especially if we end up playing that same team in the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round, is that a better chance to evaluate? It really, you know, leaves me in a place of not really, you know, knowing how to feel about the back in the season. I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait to see the Bulls have postseason play no matter how it ends up. I'm just happy that my team got into some postseason play, and we talked about it over on Locked on Bulls. Right now, we will be in the place this season where this season would be over with for the Bulls if the playing tournament did not exist. And I also kind of keep that in mind as well, that we're fighting for something that was just created a, a few years ago, right? We're fighting for a playing tournament, whereas if this was three, four years ago, the Bulls season would be done, right? But we're still being able to talk about the chance of them making the playoffs even with that. Like, so it's, it's really left me in a weird place. Like, this Bulls season has been fun. It's been depressing. It's been up. It's been down. I'm more up than down since the All-Star break, of course. And, of course, having a play-in race that you're actually fighting for something has made this part of the season more interesting than what it would have been if the play-in did not exist. But I don't know. Like, I still sit at the, at the fact of, like, hey, I still can't call this season a success, per se, right? It's It's been a tough, depressing season. But you guys let me know. Like, what do you really – how does it? How does the Bulls making it out the play-in tournament change your perception, if it does at all, about the – way that the Bulls season is gone. Let me know that down below. Now, before we go, I do want to talk a little bit about Zach Levine. Zach Levine is going to be, when it's all said and done, the most prolific three-point shooter in Chicago Bulls history. He broke his own record for most three-pointers in the season last game, going over 200 um, three-pointers in the game. He's, we still have four games left, so he's going to push that even further. Zach Levine is second all-time in three-point shooting for the Chicago Bulls with 932 three-pointers made. He's only 117 three-pointers behind the number one all-time in Kirk Heinrich, who has 1,049 three-pointers made for his career. What does that mean? When it's all said and done, Zach Levine will be the number one three-point shooter in Chicago Bulls history. What does that mean for his legacy? Nothing, because it doesn't come with wins. We need wins. We need playoff victories, right? And that's how the Chicago fan base looks at it. So while the record books will be favorable in Zach Levine, this next part of Zach Levine's career, this season, all right, cool, right? right. The season went left for so many reasons outside of just Zach, but we need victories. And for Zach to have, as, as 
a career he's had with the Bulls, there hasn't been very many wins to come of it besides the last two seasons. We need to put a team around Zach, and Zach needs to be a part of a team that gets wins, right? And so all the single accolades and the shooting accolades are cool, and I want to give Zach his kudos for that, and I will celebrate it absolutely once Zach does become the number one three-point shooter in Chicago Bulls history. It all comes, we need wins. And so hopefully, the first year of his extension, gone. We already know it's probably not going to end in anything spectacular for the Bulls, but we'll see. The rest of this, AK and Eversley need to get to work. And whether that means bringing in a player better, just as good, whatever it is, to, to put here with Zach so that we can have more playoff victories, so we can have more wins overall, so that we can be a playoff team next season. Not talking about going through a play-in tournament. The work needs to be done, and I've kept saying it. Now, this is the phrase that I've been riding out this last half of the season. No matter what the season ends with, it does not change the work that AK and Eversley need to do in this offseason. So, you know, we'll see if they, if they do. We'll see what level that they really try to change this team with going into next season. But overall, the Bulls, hey, we need a, we deserve better next season. Hopefully, we're not talking about such an up-and-down season next season. And hopefully, we're celebrating Zach Levine passing Kirk Hyrum as the number one three-point shooter as well. But that's it. You know, it's game day. So I'll be back for my pre-game, halftime, and post-game shows all live on the channel tonight. But otherwise, make sure you're following the channel at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.